You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hi guys, you're very welcome along to the week seven NFL preview. Brought to you by me and Colm, the OTI guys. <laughs> Pivotal week for some teams in the NFL, Colm, if they want to really have any chances of making it into the playoffs yeah DJ a lot of teams this week are going to be you know if they lose this week it's going to be really up in the air as their status of a, as a playoff contender so a lot of teams this week really need to get the win and you know obviously you want to win every week in the NFL we're starting to get into the territory now where you know you might have slipped up at the start and thought oh, it's only a one game loss that but at this stage now particularly the likes of the New Orleans Saints and other teams like that, you really need to start getting the wins on the board and start improving your record. So some teams here, DJ, it could be a very, very pivotal week when we look back come the end of the season, teams getting into the playoff. This year could be the week that a lot of things were said and done. A lot of big teams facing off against each other. Yeah, come some very close games this week and some not-so-close games this week, but we'll be going through all the games in the NFL and giving our predictions for the games. Yeah, as always, DJ will be predicting all the games and we'll be joined very shortly in the show by Matt Money-Smith of NFL.com and NFL Network to get some of his thoughts on a couple of the upcoming games this week and as well, he'll be talking about who he thinks will have the number one overall pick in next year's draft as well as who the number one overall prospect is likely to be. So have him coming up very shortly to preview some of the games with us. As always, to start the show, Last Word on Sport are partnered here with Overtime Ireland. Please do check them out, follow them if you aren't already following them. It is lastwordonsport.com is their website. Their Twitter handle is at Last Word on Sport, and they're doing a great job, as always, promoting Overtime Ireland, helping spread the word off the show. So thank you to them, and please, in return, do support them for supporting us. And as well, obviously, DJ, go and follow Overtime Ireland on Twitter, and that is at Overtime Ireland. There's lots of stuff going up on our Twitter feed over the last few days, and we'll be starting to interact more and more with people as the weeks go forward. We're all looking forward, DJ, to going over to the game over in London next week. So anyone who is going to that game, of course, get in touch with us. Let us know you're going and any plans you have. There's, you know, the fan rallies coming on. There's plenty of stuff happening. So any little bits and pieces of maybe stuff that's not been publicised too much, you know, about different events going on, be sure and let us know what's happening. We might drop by to, to have a few beers with some people. Looking forward to getting over there and it should be a lot of fun. It's it's already looking like it's going to be an expensive weekend, but can can definitely say that I'm looking forward to it. I know a number of people responded on Twitter over the week that they are going to the game. So hopefully meet up with some people and... Uh, Hopefully it's an enjoyable game, and I suppose DJ will be talking about it when we talk about the Lions, but word is that Calvin Johnson could be sitting out to Week 10, so we mightn't even see him in Wembley. So a lot of people are probably disappointed by that, but maybe it's a smokescreen from the Lions. But more for that there coming forward when we talk about the Lions game. But DJ, let's get Matt Money-Smith on the show to talk about a couple of games now to start off. Want to know who's going to win every NFL game this weekend? It's time for the OTI Weekend Preview. Joining me back on the podcast again is Matt Money-Smith of NFL.com and NFL Network, among many other things that he's involved in. He's kind of all over the place and he's involved with NFL Fantasy as well. So it's great to have him back on the show to get some perspective on the upcoming games here for Week 7. So thanks for coming back to talk to us, Matt. Oh, it's great to be back. I always love jumping out with you guys. 
there's uh, lots of games coming up obviously lots of things happening in the first six weeks of the season and lots to talk about but we're just going to focus on this upcoming weekend's games and of course we have some big games coming up including the Broncos facing the 49ers and we'll start off with that one obviously Peyton Manning's having another good season the 49ers having a good win against the Rams on Monday night football so the Rams uh, aren't playing as well as many would expect maybe at the start stage of the season but the, the 49ers are starting to make their way into that division with the Seahawks losing last weekend as well so the 49ers will be looking to put up a big fight here against the Denver Broncos. It's one that I think the Broncos will be too strong for them. But uh, how do you see this one going, Colin Kaepernick having one of the best games thrown of his career on Monday Night Football? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think one thing that, that we see with San Francisco, and, and it was repeatedly pointed out on Monday Night Football, is, you know, their weakness was the back end of that defense. Yeah. The Bears just torched them when you think about that that comeback win that, that Jay Cutler in Chicago had. And it's, it's beginning to settle in. They found Paris Cox, Parrish Cox and Bethea's playing a lot better. So... Finally, they, they feel like they have some continuity and they can protect, you know, the uh, receiver, a dominant receiver from taking the top off. Now, whether they can do that, it's one thing to try to do it against Brian Quick and, and Tavon Austin with Austin Davis throwing passes. We'll see whether or not they can do it uh, against Demarius Thomas and, and Wes Welker if he can get back into some sort of rhythm and Manny Sanders or, or Julius Thomas for that matter. So I'm not ready to say their problems are solved. The one interesting situation surrounding the 49ers is just this up and down week in and week out of are they a power running game mm-hmm. is it Colin Kaepernick using these weapons and Michael Crabtree and, and Antoine Bolden more and more I just don't feel like that offense has the same identity that it had the last few years even with Alex Smith the quarterback that took them to you know three consecutive NFC championship games and a Super Bowl berth that power running game does not look a hundred percent right yeah, you could see that clearly, and you know a lot of people were looking at Carlos Hyde maybe getting in there with Frank Gore, and Frank Gore is obviously doing what he does best, and that's running the ball, but he's not getting as many opportunities as you would think. We haven't seen Kaepernick rushing it quite as much, and some of that might be down to the fact maybe they're that we've seen this last season too at the start until they got into the playoffs, we're almost afraid to run him in case he takes a big hit and does get injured because not much behind him there at the quarterback position. Yeah, no question. I mean, that's that's the thing. The one thing about Kaepernick, you know, and having watched him play at, at Nevada as long as I did, is he he's built so much different than than RG three or, or some of these other running quarterbacks that have become injured because they get out of the pocket and they take off and they take those big hits. He is a big, big guy. I know he looks slender, but that's because he's six foot five. He's still <laughs> real thick. I mean, he is. Uh, when you talk about uh, somebody being a horse, he's a horse. I mean, he gallops, he glides, he's got a lot of mass, and he's very good. You know, because he ran that pistol offense at Chris Holt at Nevada at knowing how not to take that big hit. So I think Harbaugh's a little bit more comfortable with him running. For but, but I still believe that, you know, in his soul, Harbaugh wants to run power. You know, that he believes that's God's play. He's Bo Schembechler, University of Michigan. Give me a fullback. Give me two tight ends with their hands in the ground. And I'm, I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do and I'm going to beat you doing it. I think that's what he wants to do, and for whatever reason, if it's a banged-up offensive line, if it's Joe Staley not being quite right, it just hasn't come together yet. And maybe it's the tight ends. You know, the fact that Vance McDonald's hurt and Vernon Davis, again, just isn't quite right, that those guys are such a big part of that blocking game uh, that, that he hasn't really been able to do what he wants. So it's going to be it's going to be a great game to see whether or not he can try to get back to that, because I can guarantee you that he does not want to get into a shootout with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that's true. We obviously know what Peyton Manning's doing. I've been very impressed with the Broncos on defense, and obviously DeMarco Ware and Aqib Tlaib. Aqib Tlaib in particular getting that pick six towards the, game, towards the end of the game against the Jets uh, this last week. And uh, 
with the Broncos as well. Julius Thomas is on a phenomenal pace for touchdowns, and you know we'll see if that continues in this game. But just putting you now to make a pick in this game, who do you think is going to to win this game? Are the Broncos going to get another one, or is it going to be an upset here for the Forty ers Yeah, I I feel like the Broncos get it. Although you know, just because we talk so much about the Niners, you know, I'll say this about the Broncos, and that you know they they thought Monte Ball was going to be the guy. That's yeah. why they let No Shine go. Now maybe they let him go because of durability and age and, and the amount of work they gave him last year, but. They're, they're still trying to find that running game, you know, and, and Ronnie Hillman and Monte Ball, they just don't quite have it yet. And, you know, uh, again, it's it's one thing to, to have a great quarterback like Peyton Manning, like Aaron Rodgers, but we've seen it time and time again. You've got to have the ability to run the ball in situations that you have to. And I just don't, you know, Denver does not have that yet. And they, they're going to have to find it if, if they're going to fulfill everybody's, you know, prognostications that they're going to be in the Super Bowl. I don't think they can get there without having filled that void that's currently on that offense. It's going to be a good game. I, I would be very surprised if this is a blowout one way or another. That's such a tough atmosphere to play in uh, out there in Denver, so that's why I probably give them a slight nod. The next game on the slate that we're going to talk about is, you know, those two teams we just talked about both kind of have records that you'd probably expect the team. A team that's struggling so far, and that's the New Orleans Saints coming off the bye week now, and they have the injury with Jimmy Graham. They're obviously not going the way people would expect. They got that overtime one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so really, really barely got over the line in that game. But they're facing the Lions this week, who looks like at the moment they won't have Calvin Johnson. So the two stars probably missing out of the two lineups, but the Lions' defense in particular has looked very, very strong, only giving up three points last week to the Minnesota Vikings. So it'll be interesting to see how the Saints have done their work coming out of that bye week, missing Jimmy Graham, how they've prepared for that, and then obviously how they've prepared to go on this Lions' defense, which has been incredibly strong so far. Yeah, it's a, it's a great front seven. And for all the discussion about how porous that secondary's been and the issues and it's still not being addressed and they're still worried about those corners and safeties, you don't have to. You know, when you've got a front seven like that that's attacking the pocket and making life uncomfortable for quarterbacks, you can get away with it. Um, you know, the issue for the, the Lions is that their offense isn't right. You know, the defense looks great. Their offense is not right. Yeah. And, and now you take Megatron out of the mix. And, you know, Ebron is not probably what they had hoped he would be at that tight end position as a pass catcher, specifically in the red zone. Uh, Joe Fourier, of course, has the broken foot. Uh, Golden Tate, you know, is good. And I like Golden Tate's game a lot. He's not a number one. You know, he needs Megatron out there yeah. for him to be effective. So, and then you combine that with the fact that Reggie Bush is hurt. Joy Bell's got a fumbling problem. There's just so many issues on that offense. And that offensive line has been a problem for them, you know, going back five years now. So that's that's the one thing about the Lions. I know their D's going to show up. I like that defense. The offense is the thing to be concerned about, and whether or not Drew Brees can get this thing right uh, and, and start looking like the New Orleans Saints offense. You know, you mentioned I do the fantasy. that so yeah. many fantasy fans <laughs> suspected, you know, with Drew Brees and with these with Marcus Colston and the rookie Brandon Cooks. And, you know, the, the one thing that could be interesting uh, about this game, because the, the New Orleans defense has been so bad, is whether or not Sean Payton's going to maybe go to a power running game. And, and really, I mean, Mark Ingram's been their best yeah. offensive player this year. Uh, and the fact that he, he looks like he's going to be back, I'll, I'll be interested to see whether or not Sean Payton can, can swallow his passing pride and, uh, and and just start running that ball with, with Ingram because that's been the best thing they've had going. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. They have been running the ball quite well, but, you know, everything else, and we haven't even mentioned that they're going on the road where 
like over the last few seasons they have been particularly poor on their travel so the Lions here lost their last home game to the Bills they'll be sure to want to put that behind them uh, that last second field goal so I'm going to go here for a, a win for the for the Lions and mainly because of the travelling problems that the Saints have on the road and obviously Jimmy Graham being out uh, which way are you going to swing in this game? Yeah, it's, it, it really is odd. I'm never a big fan of road versus home. I just I always feel like there's more to it than just, well, they don't play well when they're away from home. Now, I understand in the case of the Saints, it's a track team. So yeah. when they're at home, they're in the dome, yeah, they're indoors. on the track, but they're going to be on the, you know, indoors, on the road, yeah. Yeah. in the dome, on the track. So that's where that may not come into play as much as yeah, being true. in you know, Cleveland or Cincinnati outdoors. Um, but, but you're right. Their road record, especially Drew Brees' road numbers, have been abysmal compared to what he's able to do. In the Superdome, again, I don't mean to kind of skirt the pick and not stick my neck out there, but it's going to be a close game. And, and I I just don't think the Lions can put up points. You know, as bad as that Saints defense is, that, that, that Lions offense has shown me almost nothing all season long. So I, I'll take the Saints in this one to, to win another close one as they try to figure out what is going on with that defense. Again, we're also, it's early in the season, but we're nearly getting into must-win territory for the Saints at this stage with the way their, their record has been so far. Just before we finish up, yeah. Matt, uh, obviously you do the College Football 24-7 podcast with Bucky Brooks and you're sort of talking through the year always about the different prospects and the different games going on in college, but just interested to get your take now at the moment on which player you think should be the first overall prospect at this point. I know it's very early to be going into first overall players, but and then, of course, the team that you think will be having that first overall pick uh, in the NFL. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Raiders again. Uh, I'd be very surprised. Although they did look a lot better this past week. And Derek Carr, and that's what makes this interesting. You know, as if I'm projecting the Raiders to have the worst record, um, and they got what looks to be their quarterback. So that mm. certainly changes who's going to get selected first overall. And you start to talk about some of the more dominant defensive players, Shaq Thompson of Washington, Leonard Williams of USD, some of these better defensive players uh, that might end up going number one overall. I don't think there's a, a receiver. I mean, I guess Amari Cooper could be in the conversation, but rarely do you see a, a receiver go that high. So there's there's a lot of conversation there for number one. My, what I think ultimately, when it's all said and done, who wins the Heisman Trophy, it's going to be Marcus Mariota, the quarterback for Oregon. I know they had their hiccup against Arizona, but, you know, that was their wake-up call. You got to see Mariota put on a show at the Rose Bowl against UCLA, and that's a pretty good UCLA defense, that front seven, and he made fools of them. I mean, he cut them to ribbons. So I suspect he's going to end up winning the Heisman Trophy, unless, of course, Mississippi State goes undefeated in the SEC and Dak Prescott, who's a great college quarterback. Um, and he'll, he'll end up getting drafted and he'll play in the NFL, but he's not, he's not at the level of, of Mariota. He's a really intriguing, you know, I talked about, um, Kaepernick earlier. That's how Mariota's built. You know, people don't realize how big he is. I had someone the other day. Uh, after they lost to Arizona, was was kicking and screaming. Ah, oh, he's too small. I said, too small. He's probably six foot five. I mean, he is a big, big guy. So when you, you know, when he gets to the combine and when he gets his, me- you know, he gets measured and then he ends up running a four four forty, you're gonna see his name at the top of that draft yeah, board real, yeah, real, real fast because he's got a great arm. He's got nice touch. He's a very smart. He's the kind of guy, you know, you always hear that, oh, face of the franchise. He's that kind of person. He is someone you would want to be the face of your franchise um, from a character standpoint. Very humble, humble beginnings, stayed humble through all of this. Uh, teammates love him and just a heck, I mean, a heck of a player. But he's got a tough one this week against Washington. You want to talk about, you know, I mentioned Shaq Thompson. You want to talk about NFL talent. Chris Peterson's got it on that Washington team. That's going to be a great, great game in Austin Stadium. 
It's very interesting too. You mentioned the teams there, you know, the Raiders possibly getting the pick. The other team that you'll be thinking is probably probably the Jaguars, and they both look like they've got a franchise quarterback at the moment. Yeah. So, so you're looking then at uh, yeah. Mariota possibly going maybe third, fourth, fifth pick down. So some team might look into a nice quarterback position there as well. So it'll be interesting to see that going forward. But as we finish up, Matt, it's uh, been great having you on again. Anyone that wants to check out Matt on Twitter, it's at Matt Money Smith. Well worth it follow anyone looking for fantasy advice or any advice on any of the college football stuff going on be sure and give them a follow check them out and as always Matt it's been an absolute pleasure oh Tom I always appreciate it thank you I love being on hi this is former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker the host of the Ross Tucker football podcast and you are listening to the Overtime Ireland podcast DJ's always enjoy getting Matt on to talk to him about all the stuff going on in the NFL and of course the college football which he is involved with there, the college football 24-7 podcast for NFL.com. One of the things he's involved with, I mentioned at the start of it, he's involved with a lot, a lot of things including the NFL.com's fantasy football as well. So anyone looking for fantasy advice, looking to talk a little bit of college football or even just looking to get some information about the upcoming games, be sure and follow Matt on Twitter as I mentioned there at the end talking with him. It's at MattMoneySmith on Twitter. Very interesting, he thought that the Raiders are likely to be the team with the number one overall pick. Have to say they're probably in the mix, but as we talked about, it looks like they have a quarterback for the future, so it'll be interesting to see going forward at this stage last year, DJ. The Jacksonville Jaguars were going particularly poor, and we all thought they were definitely going to have the number one overall pick, but got a few wins in a row towards the end of the season and ended up picking third overall, so still a lot of time for things to change in the NFL, but at the moment I would say you have to say there the Jaguars and the Raiders have to be in that mix, maybe the Titans could be thrown in there as well, but they have a couple of wins, so we'll see what happens over the next few weeks, but maybe DJ, the Jaguars and the Oakland Raiders could get their first win of the season this week, well maybe one of us will go for a bold prediction on one of those two, but... What game, DJ, do you want to jump in and talk about as we progress on the show with our predictions for Week 7? Yeah, Thomas, I will start off the show. As you all know, we record the show on a Thursday, so we can get it out to you on a Friday. So you have your NFL fix ready for the weekend. Possibly late Friday or late Thursday night also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this may be going out before or after the Patriots beat the Jets. But <laughs> either way, I'm... Quite confident that it will be another win on the board for the Patriots. I'm hoping Darrell Rivas runs riot against the New York Jets. Hope Tom Brady runs riot against the New York Jets. I've seen a great story on NFL.com where an executive for the New York Jets was considering drafting, strongly considering drafting Tom Brady in the sixth round in the 2000 draft. How did that end up? He's in Foxborough, one of the best players, quarterbacks ever in the NFL, and you have Geno Smith. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, but DJ, at the same time, we all know about how things go in sports. Somebody just has the right fit at the right time, fits into the right situation, and it all works out. Maybe Tom Brady wouldn't have worked out in New York with the Jets, but he's certainly worked out for the New England Patriots. He's had two good performances back-to-back now, so I'm sure you're delighted with t- terrific Tom and how things are going there. This game, DJ, the Patriots are the biggest favourite of the week when it comes to you know betting terms against the spread and so on. They're between a 9-point and a 10-point favourite in this one. So the bookies and the, the bookmakers are definitely expecting a win here for the Patriots. But you know with football any given, we'll call it any given Thursday since this is Thursday night football. But DJ, I think here the New England Patriots will get a win against the Jets, one of the most hated rivalries in all of football. Uh, Russ Goldman told us on the show a few weeks ago, DJ, about his dislike of the Jets, and I know that's mutual from yourself as well. So it's a big, big divisional rivalry here, and uh, I think the, the Patriots will be really up for this one. I know the Jets are going to be up for two after 
you know, they weren't as bad last week as they were two weeks ago against San Diego. They put up a fight against the Broncos up until that pick six laid on from Geno Smith. But Geno will probably uh, be hoping that he doesn't have a, a butt fumble moment like Mark Sanchez had a few years ago in this fixture. But I think, DJ, long long story short, I think the Patriots get a win here and it'll be more than a touchdown, in my opinion. And uh, I guess anyone listening to the show on Friday can tweet us and let us know if we were right or wrong. But I'm going to go for a 30-point to, you know, maybe 17 win for the Patriots here. Lots of other games, DJ, going on this week. Let's move along. Yeah, come Baltimore Ravens taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta have lost 10 of its past 11 away games. So it's going to be a Baltimore Ravens win column. Well, the Ravens, DJ, we've seen what they done to the Bucks last week. They really lit it up in the first half game. was over as a contest very, very early. This week it'll be a little bit tougher, I'm sure, against the Atlanta Falcons. But the Falcons were extremely poor last week. We talk about them being better on the at home than they are on the road. But you know, at home last week to the Bears, they were bitterly disappointing. The offensive line has a lot of injuries, as we've talked about a number of times. And Matt Ryan's getting no time to throw the ball, so a lot of pressure on him. There was a lot of drops last week. I mentioned seven drops in total. So I think uh, they're going to need to step up a bit and help Matt Ryan out in this one. The defense has been particularly poor. Joe Flacco, I'm sure, is licking his lips at the prospect of facing the Falcons at home in this one. So I think the Baltimore Ravens will be going into this one confident of how they're playing. Torrey Smith has had a few catches for touchdowns over the last two weeks. And then you have Steve Smith playing fantastic. Some of the best football he's ever played, actually, over the over the last month. So very interesting game, and I'm really looking forward to watching this one. I think you'll see a bit of a bounce back here from the Falcons. They really need to. We talked about teams needing to win games. This is a game that the Falcons really you know, if they lose this one, the pressure's really starting to mount up on them, you know, as, as a playoff contender. So I think this is one they really need to win. But all in all, DJ, I'm going to give a win here to the Baltimore Ravens, and I think they'll win it by probably over 10 points. I think over the last few weeks, they've arguably been the most complete team in the NFL. Defense is looking very good, and they're firing and some top cylinders on offense, both with the, the Smiths going very well and Flacco playing well last week. But Flacco from time to time can be inconsistent, but at home he is fairly solid. So going to give a win here to the Baltimore Ravens against the Atlanta Falcons. And I think the Falcons could be in a little bit of trouble. Obviously they're heading to London next week, DJ. So you know that, 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 that could be a real, real game that they must win if they were to lose this week again. Yeah, Carmen, I don't think the Falcons are going to be looking forward to the trip to London if they don't get a win this week or if they're beaten badly this week. So hopefully Matt Ryan might be able to do something in this game and boost his confidence heading into the game in London. Yeah, well, of course, DJ, you know, we talked about momentum of teams, you know, big change in week, pivotal week. Well, if, the, if they are to get a win in Baltimore, that would be a massive result for them. And, you know, you would start to talk in a lot more positive terms about them. They'd be a lot more confident in themselves. And, you know, who knows where they go from there. So really is a pivotal week and uh, none more so than for the Atlanta Falcons. Buffalo Bills taking on the Minnesota Vikings this week, come Game of the week alert. It all depends on which Buffalo Bills team turns up. They've been very hot and cold so far this season. Yeah, DJ's game, they're a lot better than I was expecting them to be. I was expecting them to be in that hunt for the number one overall pick at this stage of the season. Obviously, they would have to give that to the Browns due to the trade for Sammy Watkins and all that went on in last year's draft, so... They'll be fighting to not have, a, not have the number one overall pick because they'll just be given away and obviously nobody really wants to get that pick based on how poor your team has to be. But you're looking here, DJ, at the Vikings who have been inconsistent as well. Bridgewater looked great against the Falcons in that first game that he played as a rookie and then he last week in a very, very tough game. But that was against a very, very strong defensive unit in Detroit and you know a lot of teams are going to struggle against them this season so I have to say I think uh, they'll have a little bit of a bounce back. They're heading into Buffalo which is a tough place to go. 
the Patriots won there last week and the Bills have a strong record. So losing two at home in a row um, mightn't be something that happens. But I just have a feeling here, DJ, that the, the Vikings are going to bounce back and Bridgewater will have a little bit more time. The Bills' defense, DJ, is also very, very strong. Get a good pass rush and, you know, I think they're really going to put a test on Teddy Bridgewater here. But I think he will step up to the plate and there'll be positives in this. And I think, you know, people will be expecting it to be a low-scoring game. I think there will be a few more points than people expect. Kyle Orton has been as well up and down he had a great game towards the end of the game in Detroit but overall not overly impressed with what he has done so I'm going to give a win here to the Minnesota Vikings a very narrow win at that and I would say it could be less than a field goal but a win on the road for them nonetheless and Teddy Bridgewater getting a second one in the NFL Chicago Bears taking on the highly inconsistent Miami Dolphins Colin. inconsistency DJ seems to be the, the key to the teams on this podcast yeah, Colin, this could be this could be an interesting game. I personally think the Chicago Bears probably will have a bit too much for Miami, but if Ryan Tannehill can get it together with his offense, it could be closer than I'm going to predict. I'm going to give the Chicago Bears a touchdown victory. Yeah, DJ, this is going to be an interesting one. It's one I'm actually looking forward to seeing how it goes, because in the second half in particular last week against the Packers, I thought the Miami Dolphins were very good. I thought Ryan Tannehill showed me a lot of stuff that he hasn't shown in a consistent period but you know you see from time to time quarterbacks having flashes a good play but you need to be consistent Jay Cutler as well another player that looks good at times then throws interceptions here and there so I think it's going to be down to who has the least amount of turnovers obviously and which quarterback plays better I wouldn't be surprised here DJ, to see Miami getting a win and you know we mentioned teams if they're fighting for divisions fighting for the playoffs Miami need to start to keep track with the New England Patriots, of course, depending on how they get on on Thursday night football, which you've predict- predicted to be a win. So, you know, the Dolphins need to keep up with them to try and keep in that hunt for the for the divisional title. So I think they're going to need to go and have a strong game here, but I, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think the Bears, after their performance against the Falcons last week, will be confident. Matt Fortale try and get his game going again, which has been very, very good, especially, you know, in short dump-off situations where he's catching... You know, Cutler's under pressure, he's dumping it off to him and he's making big gains out of it. So he hasn't been doing much as a rusher, but he's been doing very, very good stuff out of the backfield as a as a pass catcher. So look at that. And obviously you have Branton Marshall and Martellus Bennett and Alshon Jeffrey catching the ball. So I think they're going to have an advantage there. And the Bears' defense was very physical last week against the Falcons and I mentioned them drops. I think that was part of it. So I think overall, DJ, I'm looking here to Bears winning, like you mentioned, probably in around a touchdown mark. So strong win here for the Chicago Bears at home. NFL's Elliot Harrison column is predicting a big win for the Green Bay Packers by 13 points against the Carolina Panthers this week. He has compared the Carolina Panthers. He's described them as the unit has been nothing short of abysmal the past few weeks, even weaker than that U2 album I was forced to absorb. So obviously Elliot wasn't too happy about U2 giving away free music oh well i have to say i have a problem there with elliot harrison and his distant of u2 I, I am a big u2 fan really enjoy all their work and so as dj being from ireland we're going to have to back up our irish partners uh and you know stand up for them so u2 uh, have been to two of their concerts i really enjoy them new albums taking a bit of time to grow on me but i don't know why people get so worked up about getting uh, free music never had a problem with getting anything for free so maybe elliot's just not a big u2 fan but DJ, I hope he's right in terms of the score prediction he's predicted. You mentioned there are 13 points, I think he said. I'm hoping here for a big win for the Packers. And, you know, 
last week they got that late win against the Dolphins and I was really impressed with how they dealt you know in the face of adversity their two top cornerbacks go down injured in that game hopefully it doesn't look like it's going to be for a long period of time but you know hopefully uh, they might be back for this weekend undecided yet as to how that's going to go and I'm looking looking for another win here the 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 offense in particular has been fantastic and the Carolina Panthers went to overtime last week which is probably taking a little bit more out of them they traveled to the Bengals last week now they're traveling to the Packers so two back-to-back road games the Packers were on the road now they're back at home so should have a little bit of an advantage there and hopefully the home field advantage takes control and the Packers win this one I don't know how high scoring it's going to be DJ but I'm hoping to to see an entertaining game and another good game from the Packers and I'm certainly going to give them a win in this one I would like to see Eddie Lacy starting to get a little bit more of the ball, make a little bit more of his opportunities as well. I thought last week James Starks looked good, and you know Eddie Lacy, if he doesn't start to get a little bit more separation when he's you know running running and that, he's uh, I think we might have to see a, more of a fifty-fifty timeshare there with James Starks, who does look to be explosive when he gets the chance with the ball. Yeah, come Ed, Eddie Lacy is just three hundred and sixty yards on the ground this year. So he kind of is due a big game at some time soon, and this could be the week. Well, DJ, the game he had at Lambeau the last time they played at Lambeau Field was against the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, that game was out of hand early, and you know they were trying to run down the clock and get him more of the ball. But even before that, he had a few big breakoff runs in that game. Got a, got up some nice yards and had a touchdown in that game. So I have to say, the last time he was at Lambeau Field, DJ, was the best game he had this season. So maybe... Going back to Lambo again, they'll have a little bit more confidence in the, the home surroundings and uh, get another good game to really kickstart a, kickstart a season. Andrew Locken, the Indianapolis Colts to go on. Andy Dalton, the Cincinnati Bengals this week on. There's one of the games, I think if you're going to bet on over and under the points, I would say this game's going to be a high-scoring one. Yeah, I think it could be a high-scoring game, DJ. And, you know, I'm a big Andrew Luck fan, and I think Andy Dalton as well. He got his contract during the summer. I think he gets a little bit too much criticism at times. They obviously had the tie with the Carolina Panthers last week after overtime and you know the Colts have been on a steady run overall and Andrew Luck and his team played on Thursday night football last week so a slight bit more time to, to recover after their game and I think uh, you're looking here DJ at another win for the Colts they've been very very strong but there's a lot of games this week DJ between the two you know big teams and see how things go but the Bengals here I wouldn't be one bit surprised if they do pull off the win here against the, against the Colts uh, I think they have enough pieces to do it but you know Marvin Jones is out now for the rest of the season and it doesn't look like uh, AJ Green's going to play this week so you have to say you know two key offensive pieces out there for the Bengals so I think you're going to have to give the advantage there then to the Indianapolis Colts and Andrew Luck and I'm going to give a win here to them by you know in around that field goal touchdown mark and um, as I said I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals won sitting on the fence here but with the injury problems they have I think it's just going to be a little bit too too much. Brian Hoyer and the Cleveland Browns column looking to continue their good recent form taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars this week and unfortunately for the Jaguars fans in the UK and Ireland I don't see this being the week for them to get their first victory of the season on the board. Well DJ the Browns here have a nice little fixture uh, list coming up I think they have the Oakland Raiders maybe next week now don't quote me on that but they have two or three games coming up here that are definitely winnable games bet the Steelers last week and no, there's there's positive signs here in Cleveland. I think the fans are starting to get a little bit confident of having a, a potentially, you know, looking at getting towards a, a divisional title this year. But they don't want to get too far ahead of themselves, I'm sure. But I have to say, DJ, there's games here. You know, we talk about teams going 0 16 again. I don't think it's going to happen this year. But we look here at the the Jaguars, and at some stage they're going to get a win. And I'm thinking, DJ, this week could be the possibility that the Browns had a big divisional win last week against the Steelers. They're really confident. 
they'll be like you know they'll feel great after that. But I think just they're going to have a little bit of a little bit of a down week this week, and I think that the the Jaguars are duo and you know they're not playing great. But you know last week they had that field goal, you know that they lost. They're going to be really down probably in training this week, and I think it'll motivate them a bit that uh, you know they're getting sick and tired of losing each and every week, and they're going to want that win. So I'm going to give a field goal win here, DJ, to the Jacksonville Jaguars probably losing my mind here at this point by deciding that you probably think I'm absolutely crazy but I think Blake Bortles will get the job done yeah Colm I'm sticking with the Cleveland Browns <laughs> in this game you mentioned too DJ sorry when you asked about Brian Hoyer will have another good game he has been consistent last week though didn't throw the ball too much overall They're, you know they were built on Ben Tate's running game uh, Crowell had a good game as well so they're running the ball a lot I think he only threw the ball 17 times in the whole game which is particularly low for a quarterback in this day and age in the NFL so you know they're keeping him there to manage the game I mentioned he's doing a good job at that but you know he's by no by no uh, means that he's a, a top tier quarterback so we'll see you know he hasn't turned the ball over I don't he hasn't turned it over much I don't think he's turned it over at all to be honest with you but uh, I think this week DJ could be the week that that happens I think it could unfold a bit and I'm giving the one to the Jaguars but I can honestly see why you're taking the Cleveland Browns. Seattle Seahawks column taking on the St. Louis Rams are the Seahawks going to be Slaughtering the Rams this week, Colin? Well, the Rams, DJ, obviously lost a divisional game on Monday Night Football to the 49ers, and, you know, that wasn't good for them. I think at this stage they're already ruled out of that divisional race, and, you know, you're looking at the, the Arizona Cardinals are looking strong there, top of that division. Then you have the Seahawks and the 49ers and Chase behind, and, you know, the Seahawks lost to the, lost to the Cowboys last week, which I'm sure everyone's aware of, and lots of Cowboys fans extremely confident after that result, and fair play to them they really should be that's a very tough place to go and I have to give them full credit for that but the Seahawks DJ are out for revenge and I think they're going to get some revenge this week whether they do it in fancy style or how it goes on I think they're they are going to do it St. Louis are really struggling to get pressure on the quarterback and you know there's no real quarterback harder to get pressure on maybe Kaepernick because of his running style but you know you're looking here at uh, Russell Wilson scrambling around outside the pocket and the Rams have only one sack all season, so I think they're going to find it tough here to get pressure on them, and I think Marshawn Lynch, they'll go back to the way they have been in particular over the last two or three seasons, give the ball to him, play off the play action, and then go from there, and they didn't give the ball to Lynch all that much against the against the Cowboys, and I think that hurt them in the end, and I think they'll be uh, just the defence and everything is just going to be up for this game, and I think it's going to be a strong one here for, for the Seahawks, probably 9-10 to 10 point win, roughly. Good news for Russell Wilson this week. He is the number one overall selling name on the back of NFL jerseys. Whoop, whoop. Pitton Manning, number two. Kaepernick, three. Brady, four. Rogers, five. Bryant, six. Johnny Football, number seven, Colin. Yeah, for a man that's played about two snaps in the NFL, number seven, DJ. I uh, have to say that that's quite amazing all the way up there. Getting his jersey sold and he'll be trying to get some money off that merchandise, I'm sure, but why, uh, DJ, do you think that uh, Manziel's so high up those rankings? Do you think it's just because of the, the off-the-field activity in the summer? It's kind of died down, Manziel mania. Still amazing that he's uh, up so high in those rankings. But the other one, DJ, too, but uh, surprised about it. Not surprised because of his playmaking ability and his talent, but you know, usually it's all quarterbacks in that list. But the, the first uh, non-quarterback in that list, DJ, Des Bryant of the, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Carmel. Des Bryant's quite a popular guy in the NFL suppose there's quite a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans worldwide and Des Bryant just happened to be the most popular player that's not a quarterback. Yeah, well, DJ, being a, you know, I'm a Packers fan, obviously, and, you know, looking around the league, 
you have to give certain players credit for what they've done. But Des Bryant in particular, you know, he had a tough time his first few years in the league. He kind of, you know, he might have hung around with the wrong crowd off the field or whatever way you want to look at it. And he looked a bit childish, a bit immature, but he's really, really turned himself around. And he's, look, if you look at videos after games and that, and I know there was this issue last year with the sound FX and him on the sideline. But again, DJ, when you look at these things, it's all, he's trying to help the team along. He's trying to motivate the team. And he's really, it was a, I can't remember who they were playing there. I've seen a, a Russian touchdown for, DeMarco Murray and he had said that he, he was going to be taken off blocking they were saying oh we might take you off blocking duty in training and he was like no no and then he said to DeMarco Murray I'm going to get you a touchdown and it was his lead block that led to him getting in so he's you know he's not selfish anymore he's become a bit unselfish so there's a lot of things to like about him a lot of things to do with the effort and I know there's a stereotype around Romo that you know I don't necessarily agree with it but that he throws throws away the game late in the games and maybe it's a bit cooler to have Des Bryant top than a Tony Romo top because you don't have to listen to all the stick but have to say, DJ, I was surprised. You know, usually you'd see the likes of Calvin Johnson that around there, but then again, you mentioned the Cowboys fan base. They are a huge market team and a, a huge fan base, well known throughout the world. So, uh, Des Bryant, they're up very high on the list. But Johnny Manziel, again, not too sure why he is uh, so high up on that, other than uh, if it's a popularity contest. You know, come now, actually looking at the remaining players in the top 10, I think this survey could have been done with Dallas Cowboys fans. <laughs> Drew Brees at number 8 Jason Witten making it into the top 10 I'm certainly surprised that he's selling more jerseys than Megatron even even Adrian Peterson well at the minute I'm sure there's not too many Adrian Peterson jerseys being sold but previously and this year would have been done in a, a spot between maybe a 3 or 4 month period but Witten DJ again the Cowboys are a, a massive fan base but you know arguably one of the all-time great tight ends. You have to admire what he's done in the league. And some people, you know, you people like to get the Manning jersey because he's a future Hall of Famer. Well, Whitten possibly one day will end up there in Canton and uh, people want to get, you know, the, the star player on the team who's been about a long time. So another jersey that the fans will think is a, a cool one to get. Yeah, these sales figures were from June 1st through to August 31st and number 10 on the list column. The only player for the Houston Texans, sorry, the player that is the Houston Texans, <laughs> and that's J.J. Watt, beating out Richard Sherman out of the top ten. I can see a rant coming on social media when Richard Sherman sees these results. Well, I would imagine, DJ, I'd say to J.J. Watt, you have Arian Foster there, and I would say they're the two people that the jerseys have been sold for the Houston Texans, and I would imagine you know, they're well over 75% of the, the team's output on jerseys, but... Uh, you mentioned there too, DJ, the date, and that was up to August 31st. So basically, from the around the draft time up to August 31st, and you're you're looking at the hence the reason Johnny Manziel jerseys were so high on that list. A couple more games, DJ, to, to run through. The Washington Redskins face the Tennessee Titans, who haven't been all that good, even though they got that late win with a missed field goal last week against the Jaguars. Sean Jackson's been good, putting up some great yards after long catches and helping his quarterback look a little bit more impressive. I think, DJ, this is one that the, the Redskins get the win in. I think Alfred Morris will get going in this game. I think Kurt Cousins will get going. He'll probably throw an interception or two like he has been over the last few weeks. And RG3 looks to be back in training. So good news there for the Washington Redskins. Going to give a big win here to the Redskins. Going to give them a 10-point win over the Tennessee Titans. And it's going to be uh, in around the you know the 30 points to 21 point roughly. And around that there, swing at a point or two either way. Colin, one of the most exciting games... This week, the San Diego Chargers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. No, San Diego Superchargers there from Colin. He's 
San Diego Superchargers. They're nearly going to have to become my second team, DJ, after seeing them early in the season. <laughs> Not one for second teams myself, but have to say I have been keeping a close eye on them since I've uh, seen them early in the season. And uh, just overall enjoying watching them play. And Philip Rivers is playing incredibly good football at the moment and just a joy to watch him. And they're spreading the ball around. Branton Oliver coming in as an undrafted free agent, putting up touchdowns the last two weeks. So a lot of fun watching them. The defense is very, very strong at the moment, very, very physical. Jason Verrett looking good, and you have then Branton Flowers who came in from Kansas City last year, so they're uh, they're looking very good overall, and I think it's going to be a very close game. Obviously, at some stage due to the performance level, it's going to have to dip. They pulled out, out a big one last week because obviously the the Raiders had a big big performance out of them, and they they got the win late on. So it's going to be another close one. They're going to have a dip sometime, DJ. They're not going to win every game from here to the end of the season. This week might be the week that they have that little dip, and uh, I think the Kansas City Chiefs coming off that bye, they were poor play, Colin, as I mentioned, DJ, two weeks ago against the 49ers, lost out in that one, and I think uh, this is a week coming off the bye that they're going to get the win. I think uh, they'll have a have a game plan ready, and they'll be trying to keep the ball away from Philip Rivers. Obviously, they have Jamal Charles running the ball, so I think that's going to be kind of their key thing, Jamal run the ball, some play-action passes, and move the ball down the field that way, try and keep the ball out of Philip Rivers' hands, and see how it goes from there but I think we're going to I think we're going to go here and uh, well I am anyway and give a, a very very narrow late win to the Kansas City Chiefs waiting for the for the tweets in from Damien Brennan down there in Dublin big Chargers fan waiting for him to be telling me that I'm a absolute idiot for picking against his team yeah Colin I'm fairly sure if the Chargers get the win against the Chiefs you will be getting quite a lot of tweets from Damien on <laughs> Sunday evening so be prepared and Damien, don't worry, Colin will be keeping an eye on the Twitter. <laughs> the OTA fan free agency team column for this season, the Dallas Cowboys, taking on the New York Giants. I'm predicting a narrow victory here for the Cowboys. They're playing at home, but as Tony Romo said a number of weeks ago, are they really playing at home because the fans are quite quiet? Yeah, hashtag no home field advantage, but <laughs> the UK Cowboys fans... Uh We'll be we'll be staying up for this one. They'll be hopefully getting a getting a win. But DJ, the Dallas Cowboys and what they done last week has to be you know talked about. They were very impressive. They ran the ball particularly well. The offensive line played tremendous. But injuries now hitting that offensive line a little bit, and they're gonna gonna be missing one of them this week. So we'll see how that there affects affects the run game. But I don't think it'll affect it too much. Demarco Murray will be going again. He's you know he's going. I think he's every game so far. DJ six games with over a hundred yards rushing so I think he'll be trying to do that I don't know if anyone's ever done it seven games in a row so be interesting to see how they go there you mentioned Des Bryant who has been a bit more unselfish over the last few weeks but I think he's due a big game I think then Terence Williams who is having some big big catches for them and you know last week he had two catches in the game but one of them was that their big long third down conversion which helped them go on to win the game so big big step up moments from players on this team but uh, I think the, the the Giants after getting shut out last week are going to be in particularly fight back mode in this division game the Cowboys are going very very strong the Giants need to stay on track with them in this one but I don't think the Giants are going to get the win the Victor Cruz's injury is going to hit them hard I think and uh, going to give a win here to the Cowboys by, by a touchdown Jerry Jones will be a happy man Arizona Cardinals come taking on the Oakland Raiders what more can I say about this game <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to think with uh, what to come in with, but uh, yeah, one here for the Cardinals. DJ Carson Palmer looks to be ready to start again this week after his performance last week. Tony Sperano buried the football there uh, when he came in as the interim head coach. 
almost got them the win last week because of it, but that there might have been a one-week thing where the team gets pumped up, gets ready to go. But Derek Carr, did you have to be impressed with what he done last week? Can he do it again? Can he do it in back-to-back weeks? But tough to expect that from a rookie, you know, and. Uh, early in his career but maybe maybe it happens but I'm giving a win here DJ for the Cardinals they look better last week with Carson Palmer his arms probably going to be a little bit better this week a little bit stronger able to fire the ball deep downfield a little bit more looking for Floyd and Fitzgerald had his best game of the season last week so we'll see him Andre Ellington and co going and obviously they're suffering with Clay's Campbell being out they had some issues in defense last week but I think they'll have that ironed out a little bit more this week and you know a team that's really really going for that divisional title as well as I mentioned top off their division with the Seahawks and the 49ers so a win here needed for them to keep that momentum going and I'm giving a win here DJ by around 10 points to the Arizona Cardinals against the Oakland Raiders Colin you and Matt talked about the Denver Broncos taking on the San Francisco 49ers I thought Peyton would break the record against the New York Jets last week he came up slightly short will he break it this week well, these are three touchdown passes needed, and, you know, I have to say, Peyton Manning's certainly capable of doing it, and I think this will be the week. I think it's going to be a hugely high-scoring game. You mentioned the game's going over. Both these defences are playing quite well. The 49ers had, a, you know, another good performance last week, and the Broncos look very strong since Ware came in, Tlaib came in, I mentioned all that with Matt Money-Smith, but... I think, DJ, in the end, it's all going to come down to the Broncos winning this game. It could be late on, but Peyton Manning, I think, breaks the record, and they win the game. So, DJ, without talking about the Steelers versus the Houston Texans, which we'll be giving our predictions for that on the recap show, which will be coming out this Monday. That's all the games wrapped up for this week. Anything else, DJ, you want to talk about about this week? Obviously, I'm sure you don't want to be too confident about the Patriots winning in case they lose, but anything else you want to say before we wrap up today's show? Yeah, Colin, speaking of Monday Night Football predictions, when I was listening back to the podcast, our week six Recap show, I was one point out on both team scores. Yeah, I thought you were about very far. I thought it was going to be like uh, not as high scoring, but you were very, very close with your prediction. So, where's my OTI t shirt, Colin? That uh, is the, the question. Well, wrong game. I picked the wrong game to get so close to the score. Yep, that's exactly what you did, DJ. And you know by now that the OTI t shirts be given away for one of the games in the second slate. So stay tuned to the Overtime Ireland Twitter feed where we'll be finding out which game that will be. We'll be looking for your suggestions on Sunday as to which game that will be. Chance to win an OTI t-shirt with the correct, closest to correct score. You don't have to get the correct score. We're not that tough on you. Last week only three people went with the Cowboys, so one in three chance last week for the people that went with the Cowboys. But DJ, uh, before we finish up, obviously, we usually do our Lock of the Week. The OTI Lock of the Week. This week I'm going to do something that I don't often do because I'd be afraid of cursing against my team. But uh, this week, DJ, my lock of the week is the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go. I think they're going to get a convincing win. Well, I'm hoping for a convincing win. So they're my lock of the week, DJ, this week. Who have you gone for with your lock of the week? Well, Colin, I'm hoping that Stevie Highland doesn't come up to Donegal at some stage and go mental at me because yet again I'm going to predict a Jacksonville Jaguars loss so my OTI lock of the week this week is going to be the Cleveland Browns well DJ that's interesting because I've actually picked a win there for the Jaguars so interesting predictions from both of us for that game so it'll be interesting to see who is right on it but uh Outside of that, DJ, on our OvertimeIreland.com page now, you can sign up to Paddy Power, the bookmakers. 
the best odds for all the NFL action. You can sign up there. They're giving us €250 worth of free bets. Terms and conditions apply. You have to sign up. They match the amount that you deposit on your first go. So be sure and click the link on the right-hand side of our page if you want to join up. Great offers there for NFL betting. They uh, have certain offers on for accumulators and so on. So be sure and check all that out. That is the right-hand side. Just click that link, sign up, and that is all you have to do. Other than that, DJ, there's not much to talk about. Rate the podcast, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Stitcher, whatever you want to do. Keep spreading the word off the podcast, and we'll have you back here next Monday for our recap show. So until then, DJ, all that's left to say is I'm Colin. And I'm DJ. And until then, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.